What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But real quick, you know what we got to do first? We got to pay a couple bills. First and foremost, we were brought to you by the video versions of And Now We Drink. That's right. The video versions are available now on Vimeo in full HD, ad-free. Get all, I think we're up to 80 video episodes up now. Streaming unlimited for six bucks or buy them individually for a dollar. Can't beat it. The facial expressions, the nudity, all the things that you miss out from just hearing our pretty voices. Check that out today at anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that is anwd.net slash videos. We're also brought to you this week by my Twitch stream. That's right. Four times a week, I'm streaming live on Twitch. Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, playing video games. Come hang out and chat. Buy me some shots. It's a good fucking time at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Once again, that is twitch.tv slash Slayer. And in addition to the Twitch streaming, we have made a merch store for You Laugh, We Die, and then Now We Drink at www.anwd.net slash merch. Once again, that is www.anwd.net slash merch. If you have any merch ideas you want to see me create, holler at me. I can just make stuff and upload them to the store. And of course, any merch you buy supports both me and my fellow You Laugh, We Die streamers. So check the store out today at www.anwd.net slash merch. And last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is just essential to the modern vinyl collection. And it comes packaged with things like bonus tracks, inserts, and color variants. Oh, did I also mention it comes with an album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. That's right. Awesome new vinyl, some new art for your wall, and a new way to wet your whistle. Vinyl Me Please has been a sponsor of the show for quite some time because I believe in them. And they're not like record of the month clubs of old. They're month to month, no strings attached, cancel any time. So check them out today at joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. My guest this week is adult performer SB Colt. SB is a black metal musician, adult performer, video game enthusiast. He was a lot of fun to have on the show. I can't believe how much music he makes. We went from everywhere from video games to politics. It was all over the place in typical fashion. It was a super fun show. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking buddies. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you for doing the show tonight. Thank you. You're like one of the few guests who's not like, can we do this really early in the day? Uh, no, I'm an idol. <laughs> me too. Me too. And it's... I woke up at 5 p.m. today, so. <laughs> I'm not quite that bad, but you did notice that like you DM'd me at what, like four o'clock in the morning last night? And I was just like, yep. yeah, <laughs> immediately respond. <laughs> like, okay, cool, cool. So many people, I don't know why. It, it's the COVID pandemic. Why would you possibly be out of bed 
at six o'clock in the morning unless you haven't gone to sleep yet. Yeah, that's why I'm up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was I had crashed out shortly after I returned your DM. I was watching Narcos last night, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's a second season season of Narcos Mexico, and down the rabbit hole I go. <laughs> Are you into any of like the semi dramatized crime stuff like that? Not really. I don't really watch TV very much at all. It's got to be a special show for me to get into. Get into yeah. Because I find with those kind of shows, I end up going down like the Wikipedia rabbit hole of like who the real characters <laughs> were compared to like the story they're telling. So it's like, oh, okay, that's what happened. Like, I have no idea who this person was. I'm just pausing the show, reading, reading, pausing the show. It's crazy. And I understand why you don't watch television because looking at your band camp, how are you ever out of a vocal booth? I'm not. <laughs> Are you just making the smut in the vocal booth? Like, okay, we got that take. Now on to the smut. <laughs> I have actually done porn, like, immediately after the headphones still on and the mic's still next to me. <laughs> well, it's good. I mean, at that point, you don't have to re-mic yourself up. You don't have to, you know, Yeah. <laughs> should already be comfortable. And if it's a good recording session, you might be glistening already. And <laughs> there you go. I was My mind was blown. I'm like, Jesus Christ. How many projects does he have going on? Uh, a lot. <laughs> I think I'm at eight or nine. I'm not even sure. And I just started another one literally right before this conversation. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you start a band with your therapist? No, but that would be cool. <laughs> but I was actually talking to her about something and she was, gave me a really good idea for a new project. So then I went and messaged my friend who I'm in like four bands with. And I was like, hey, you want to do this together? He was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so is the music for you like more of just a release for your artistic, you know, your creative thought and process and all that? Or is it something that you want to eventually pursue post-COVID, like go out on the road tour? I mean, I would love to tour. That sounds really fun. But all my bandmates are either in another state or a whole other country. So it logistically might never happen for me. Oh, that's <laughs> but I would absolutely love to. <laughs> Well, I mean, just uh, get them to sign away the rights, get you know, a touring band with you, and like, <laughs> when there's enough money coming in, bring in the original members for an actual like bigger tour. It's it's doable. Yeah. Well, the other problem is, you know, most of my projects it's just two people. I'm the singer, and they do all the instruments. So that would also be come an issue if I just wanted it to be us. Like, how would we do that? Well, I mean, you could set up a Pro Tools rig and just. Go with you. Maybe. <laughs> Hell, some of the musicians I used to work with, like, eventually went that route because they were sick of working with other musicians. They're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't tour. I love making music with people, but I can't actually tour with them. I can't actually be in a van with them for days on end. <laughs> well, the nice thing is most of my bands are with my best friends, so I don't really have that problem. <laughs> we talk every day, so. Nice. Nice. Well, you just got to drag them out of their other state then. Be like, yeah. Or <laughs> He's actually in another country. He's in Canada. Uh, <laughs> the border's porous. He can make it in <laughs> when he wants to. I'm not sure he'd actually want to come down here right now, but eh. probably not. <laughs> Maybe you can get away to do a Canadian tour if they'll let you in that there. That would be awesome. <laughs> Have you ever been up to Canada? No, I never left the country. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anywhere in particular you want to go besides Canada? Once I really want to go to Romania. Nice. That's so awesome. <laughs> so yeah, Vlad's castle and all that fun exactly. shit. Exactly. Exactly. 
<laughs> Love vampires, so. <laughs> hmm, I couldn't tell from your uh, post about the Vampire the Masquerade game getting uh, delayed yeah. again. <laughs> I'm wearing a Dracula shirt. <laughs> like them a little bit. A tad, a touch, a touch. <laughs> I actually fell down a rabbit hole of... Uh, I, time has no meaning anymore. I Recently, I'll go with recently because I don't know exactly. Yeah, everything feels like March, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I live in L.A., so it's already like the weather doesn't change anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and I was watching a bunch of U historical YouTube videos about like, you know, the real life Dracula versus the <laughs> Ottoman Empire and all that fun shit. It's always fun to you know find out the history of like the folklore and all that fun shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Elizabeth Bathory is my other fave. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. My partner was actually talking to me about it, and he has a theory that she didn't actually do any of it. Really? That it was all a big conspiracy by the other rich people to lock her away because she was getting too powerful, which I find very fascinating, <laughs> even though it kind of bumps me out because I like her because, you know, the lore is cool. But it makes sense. <laughs> oh, it absolutely makes sense, especially... In those days, like, oh, hey, a woman coming into power? Mm, yeah. Can't have that happen. Exactly. <laughs> Cannot have that happen. Hell, we're in 2020, and, like, parts of the world are still not super great about that. Yeah. Like, mm, come on, guys, it's, it's, it's 2020. Women exist for more <laughs> than just, you know, sexual pleasure and producing children. <laughs> And cleaning up the house, I guess. So I, I guess that's the old school medieval, like, why are you? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so besides all the music and shit, what, else, what are you doing with your time and shit? Uh, I, well, I'm a writer, so I'm working on my novel. Making porn, obviously. And you don't say. watching The Bachelor. <laughs> and watching The Bachelor. Like, one of these things is, doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the novel about? Uh, it's a horror novel uh, about a black metal band. Shocking, I know. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> I would have never guessed. Yeah. <laughs> How deep into it? Like, tell me. I'm almost done. I'm on word seventy-six thousand. My goal is eighty thousand. So nice. I'm almost there. Nice. Can you tell I've been us? Working a little... on it for almost two years. So thank God, I'm almost. <laughs> In literary terms, I don't feel like that's forever. I feel like that's a good gestation period for a novel. Well, the thing was, I was almost done last year, and then I got fired from my job. Oh. So I was, I was like more than halfway done, and then you know I got really depressed and just kind of stopped working on it. <laughs> I get that. That is the yeah. one shit thing about trying to sustain yourself creatively. It's like if you do some bullshit menial job where you don't have to really do much except you know turn a knob or do something that doesn't require much brain power. You can show up in shit moods. You can show up when you're depressed. You can, you know, you can go through the motions and still do a satisfactory level to keep your job. When you're doing creative shit, it's like, oh, well, I'm super not feeling this today. If yeah. I attempt, it may just be fucking mediocre and I end up having to redo it. Yeah. So, and the other thing was, when I was at work, I would just be writing in between, you know, projects I was doing. So it was, I had a lot of free time, so I was working on it. And then, yeah, I don't really have that anymore. <laughs> I feel like I have to be, you know, constantly producing for my sex work to keep the bills paid. So I don't, I don't feel like I have much free time anymore. I definitely feel that 
with the, you know, how COVID is like, you know, I, besides doing this, produce content for other people. And I fell into Twitch streaming once COVID started. And now it's like, oh, hey, I have more, I, I wouldn't say more free time, but I have more unscheduled time than I ever have. And it's like, oh, hey, I, I definitely need to be editing for a client. I definitely need to be editing this. I need to create content for YouTube. I need to jump on Twitch. I need to, like, how do I feel like I have all this extra time, but I'm not getting shit done? Because, <laughs> like, I have less time now, even though I technically have more. Exactly. I, just, like, I have to be producing constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I... And it's weird because I'm the type of person, I don't know about you, but like I feel guilty when I do take time for self-care, like what should yeah. be considered self-care. Like Sunday night, mm -hmm. I decided after my Twitch stream that I'm like, I'm just going to do most of an eighth of mushrooms and watch fucking shit on TV. Mm -hmm. And then it was great. Great time. Monday morning, I'm like, man, I definitely am now behind on schedule. Yeah. Just beating myself up. That's one of the reasons I like shows like The Bachelor because I can have it on the background. You know, I don't have to be really focused on it. I just like turning on trashy reality TV and then working on other stuff at the same time. So, yeah, that's why I watch trashy reality TV. <laughs> Is there any other trashy reality TV you're into? Uh, I love 90 Day Fiance, my favorite show. <laughs> I am completely unfair. I mean, I'm familiar with what it is, but I know nothing about the actual content that is produced in a 90 day fiance. I highly recommend watching it. It is off the wall. <laughs> well, what is it? Like, tell me, sell me on this. Uh, well, well, you know, the concept, right? Not really. I've just heard the name. Uh, okay. Uh, well, the concept is there's couples. One lives in another country. They come over for 90 days. They have to get married in 90 days or they have to go back to their country. So it's very dramatic. <laughs> so and it's, like the, the first season, it felt like people were actually in love with each other. But then, you know, you know how reality TV is. The longer it goes on, they have to amp it up and amp it up. And so like half the time, the guys don't even have girlfriends. It's like catfish, people being catfished and things like that. So it's mail order bride, the reality show. All right. <laughs> the funny thing is like, I'd sign up for that, but I want an EU citizenship so I can get out of here if shit goes bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, there actually is another one. It's called 90 Day Fiance the Other Way. So the Americans leave the country and go somewhere else. Oh, no, no. So there you go. <laughs> I'm definitely going to catfish them with a brand new life in America. And then be like, uh, <laughs> I do. Okay, now we're going back to Europe. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, shit, we don't have socialized healthcare here. Um, I'd like to you know, <laughs> take advantage of that. That actually is a funny thing is a lot of times the couple will come over and they'll be like, America sucks. I want to go home. We are the best marketed country on the planet. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you know, a lot of the people on the show live in bumfuck nowhere. You know, they're like country folk. Not Very few of them are like in L.A. or New York or something like that. So then the people get here and they're like, this is not at all like what America was like on television. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey. Um, the population here is, uh, next to nothing and we have yeah. Waffle House. Enjoy. <laughs> oh my God. This episode a few weeks ago, this guy was trying to impress his wife by taking her to the grocery store. And he was like, look how big this grocery store is. And she was like, uh, we have grocery stores in Brazil. Do you? <laughs> that like, 
I mean, I guess that's just good reality television. And the problem with yeah. reality TV is you never know what a producer's whispering into someone's ear to be yeah. like, do this for this shot. Cause yeah, we all know reality television isn't really real. Yeah. Especially the bachelor. <laughs> um, there's actually a show called Unreal. It's a drama television show, and the woman who writes it actually worked on The Bachelor. So it's like a show about behind the scenes. So you <laughs> see all the stuff that's made up and staged and everything. And one of the interesting things I learned was that the women on the show are just given a ton of alcohol and no food, no water. So that's why that helps you know make it more dramatic because they're all wasted all the time. <laughs> uh. It's like a lot of it is just like they'll take snippets here and there that they try to make it look like the same scene, but it's actually oh, from yeah. multiple days. Yeah, that's actually why they do the confessionals with all the same clothes so they can have it and edit it wherever they want to put it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're like, we got continuity here. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched it. it it's an old school uh, reality esque show. Was Insomniac with David Tell? Mm mm. Do you know David Tell, the comedian? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's he's an older comedian, but he's pretty goddamn funny. The whole premise of the show is he would go into a city, basically get drunk and explore weird nightlife. Mm. It was all supposed to happen in one night, according to the show. But in reality, sometimes Dave would get too drunk and they'd have to do it over multiple nights. Yeah. <laughs> but he'd go, he did stuff like... I forgot where, but like he went to a LARP. He went to a vampire LARP. That sounds fun. Like, just drunk, like make kind of making fun of the LARPers. He ended up in like bondage dungeons. He would end up in just weird like food spots. Like just I think it was Nashville or Memphis just ended up in like some hot chicken place that was obviously in a lower income non-white neighborhood. And yeah. you got this old white comedian just kind of hanging out eating chicken with people middle of the night. <laughs> it was on Comedy Central for think a couple seasons it was fun reality television because you just have this drunk white dude with a camera crew kind of <laughs> bumping around and you know making jokes at people and it, it was fun but mm-hmm. nothing in reality television is real and i feel bad for anyone who thinks it is <laughs> i was actually on reality television once <laughs> really what were you on i was on viceland it was called payday I, i'm unfamiliar uh, it's just Vice's television channel. Well, I, um, I know Viceland. I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. The, it, and the show was just like how people make money. And I was just on there talking about being a sex worker. And I actually did my first cam show on camera. So that was pretty awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like doing a cam show with a full crew there? Yeah. It was pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I actually shot a porn scene and they were there too for that. And it was very awkward. <laughs> how many of those guys had actually ever been on a porn set before? Well, I did everything myself, so it wasn't like a full on. But even set. even still, like. But yeah, no, none of them. <laughs> right, you'd be amazed how many people have never like actually witnessed a live sex show in any way, shape, or form. But it was extremely uncomfortable because I thought, you know, I would set it up and then they would walk away and I would do my thing and then we'd, you know, keep going. But no, they videotaped everything. Like they had the camera right next to me while I was jerking off, and I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I hope everyone on cam at least tipped you well while this was happening. Yeah. <laughs> it was my first night, so I made big bucks that night. <laughs> nice. Nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can just imagine what a crew, like a mainstream crew would be like that has never stepped foot or seen mm-hmm. live sex in any way, shape, or form, just being like, what the f- fuck? And the other funny thing was I was in college at the time, and they wanted to videotape me doing my normal day-to-day stuff as well. So they actually went to one of my college classes. And, you know, everyone in there was like, when is this airing? Where is it? Can I watch it? So I had to tell everyone about it. And then, you know, obviously I didn't tell them the full context of what it was. <laughs> so they were probably all like, oh, my God, what am I in? <laughs> well, at that point, did your classmates know you were a sex worker? I don't think so. I don't think that class did. I mean, I had mentioned it in other classes, like where it was relevant. Like I took a women's studies class and I brought it up in that class. But this was a creative writing class, so I don't think I ever brought it up because it just wasn't relevant. <laughs> yeah, and I could definitely understand why you don't want to advertise that to a bunch of college-age people. Yeah. <laughs> like, between dudes being creepy and, you know, women probably harshly judging you. Oh, God. When I was in that women's studies class, that teacher, she did not like that I was being positive about it. She was very, like, aggressive towards me. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, and that that blows my fucking mind. It's like, wait a minute, you're using your own agency over your own body. Yeah, well, she was like a rad femme, so. I know, but it... it <laughs> once again, in this day and age, that makes no goddamn sense. I know. <laughs> like, it's not like you're out on the street and some fucking pimp is making you do something against your own will. Funny, because uh, the very last assignment, we could talk about whatever we wanted in front of everyone. So my last assignment, I talked about it in front of everyone and she kept trying to challenge me. And, you know, I've been doing this for eight years. So I had quick responses to everything she was saying. And she was getting very frustrated (laughs) because I actually understood what I was talking about. You know, what sort of stuff was she saying to you? Huh? What sort of stuff was she saying to you? Oh, you know, well, most people who do this hate their jobs. Most people who do this are trafficked, you know, things like that. Just dumb shit. I always hear. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, most people who do this are not trafficked. No. And if you are, you're not a sex worker. You're a trafficking victim, which is a completely different thing. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I was talking about decriminalization, and she did not understand that if sex work is decriminalized, trafficking goes down, which is what I was saying. And she kept arguing with me, and I was like, dude, I have the statistics. Do you want them? And she was like, just not having it. <laughs> yeah, because the problem is, if you're a trafficking victim right now, you're afraid that you can't go to law enforcement because you'll yeah. get arrested because you're a criminal in their eyes. Yeah. And then a lot of it is just family members, friends, trafficking people. It's not as, you know, a guy abducts you in the middle of the night kind of thing. I mean, that does happen, but it's really rare. Well, yeah, so. th- that doesn't seem like a just from a criminal enterprise plan doesn't seem like it's yeah. particularly viable. Hey, I'm going to kidnap you. And then put you on the internet or where you can interact with other people and like the logistics of, you know, transporting bodies and things. It's very complicated and yeah. it, it would be a lot simpler to just, you know, be a drug dealer or something. So <laughs> exactly. That's why usually it's a grooming situation. Like the person knows you, they groomed you into it. Exactly. Exactly. Now that's not the same for some other countries. I know um, there's a fair amount of trafficking in Japan. And a lot of that is criminal organizations will get women to come over and then just, Basically, take their passports and be like, you work for us now. Yeah. We'll just- but the, the thing is, I mean, if it, if it gets decriminalized, A, it's legal. I mean, not legal, but you know what I mean? Like, you can do it. You yeah. can engage in it. You're not going to fear be- being arrested. 
So the likelihood of you going to a trafficked person is, you know, much lower. And then B, if it's decriminalized, then you don't have to worry about, you know, going to the police. If you're being trafficked, you can just go to the police. (laughs) So it just seems like common sense to me. I don't know. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, we live in puritanical America. I know. (laughs) Even the state, the one state that has legal brothels is like, "Uh, we have some weird draconian rules about them. Yeah, I lived in Nevada, and it's so frustrating the way people talk about Nevada. Like, no, I lived there. You could still be arrested for being a sex worker in Nevada. Oh, 100%. at all what it was like. (laughs) Most of the people who are sex workers in Nevada are not doing it legally, so. (laughs) No, though, I lived in Vegas for a couple of years. Um, In my experience, Las Vegas Metro was more, like, when they would pick up somebody for prostitution would be more looking for drugs than they would for prostitution. In a lot of cases, they were definitely trying to pick up lower tier sex workers, streetwalkers, stuff like that. But people that were doing in calls and out calls, they were just more looking for drugs than they were. And I lived in Reno, so there wasn't really many brothels around me in the first place. It was mostly strip clubs. Yeah, because at that point, you'd have to go out to like Carson City or... Yeah. (laughs) And it's just one of those things where, like, the brothel rules in Nevada just are. Yeah, exactly. They're weird. That's why we. That's why sex workers say not legalization, decriminalization. Yeah. Legalization has its own slew of issues, and Nevada is proof. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and those need to be re- revisited. On one hand, on paper, some of them make sense. Mm-hmm. In practice, not so great. Like, oh, hey, if you leave the brothel for more than twenty-four hours, we require you to have a fresh STD test. Okay, well, that makes sense on paper that you don't want to potentially expose people to pathogens and STIs. But in practice, that means that the brothel owners pretty much require workers to stay at the brothel for two weeks yeah. stays. Yeah. Like, you're there of your own volition, but it's like, eh, you're trapped in this place for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, you're giving most of your money to the brothel. <laughs> uh I know with the people I know that have worked brothels, it's like 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know at least a friend of mine is one of the managers at one of Dennis Hoff's old, old ranches. I don't know how it's changed since Hoff died. I yeah. haven't talked to him about it in years. Did you hear that? He won the election after he died. Yeah. Well, that makes, <laughs> but that by Nevada law makes absolute sense. Cause it's like, Oh, it goes to a down ticket Republican at that point. Mm-hmm. It, they were voting. He, if he had lived, he probably wouldn't have won. Yeah. <laughs> like, he ran Republican, so they went, oh. That's the most thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the dead brothel owner won. <laughs> Only in America. Only in America. <laughs> but with his, with Lisa, one that my buddy managed, it was, there was a daily rent charge for the room that the mm-hmm. worker had to pay, unless they build so much. On daily, and then they had to, it was 50-50 split with the brothel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an insane cut to me. <laughs> it is, it is. But it, it's one of those cuts that makes sense on paper, but not in practice. Like, <laughs> like oh, hey, we do pro- provide protection, we provide a safe working environment and stuff like that. But it's just kind of, I feel like it's one of those things that made more sense when it was originally put to paper, not in this day and age. Like, yeah, if you were a sex worker, doing prostitution in even the 90s where you didn't have a camera phone, a mobile phone, a way to 
easily contact someone for help. Yeah. If you need it for someone to check up on you, you may need protection. Obviously, sex workers very well may need protection today. but Especially <laughs> after Sestafosta. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> We're in a day and age where sex workers can vet potential clients themselves before they ever meet them. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck vetting someone unless it's from a referral from someone else. Yeah. Pre-internet age. Yeah. Right now, you spend 30 bucks and you can get a pretty... Fairly, you know, robust background check on someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, there's sites you just pay them yearly subscription to. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You can vet potential clientele pretty well. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where, like, from a government standpoint, I could see why legalization makes sense because then they can get tax revenue from it more so than they're going to get tax revenue from it, even if it's decriminalized. If the sex worker yeah. knows what's up, because well, most sex workers I know pay taxes anyway. The donor, they do. <laughs> so. They do. Yeah, exactly. Like, the <laughs> last people you want to fuck with is the IRS. Yeah, and like, the IRS does not care where you got the money as long as they're getting their share. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's stories of people writing drug dealer as profession, and the IRS is like... Yeah, they don't care as long as they get their money. <laughs> exactly. Just don't write down, like, Moonshiner, because ATF falls <laughs> under the IRS, so... They're like, exactly. oh, no, no, we want more. We want our alcohol yeah. tax, motherfucker. <laughs> Unfortunately, we live in puritanical America, and though sex workers are obviously still out there, still making a lot of money, nobody wants to help the service that a lot of America makes use of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't don't know. (laughs) Kind of like the guys who watch porn, but hate porn stars, and it's like, so you want all of them to get real jobs, but you also want to watch porn. How does that make any sense in your mind? (laughs) Well, this is the... To agree the same argument of like, oh, why create? Oh, you you artists should go get a real job. Like, hey man, have, I I don't know about you, but I've been locked inside for the better part of seven months. What would you be doing if this was 1915 during the Spanish <laughs> flu, with no fucking creative, like no creatives doing any fucking work? Like, what the fuck would you? How would you spend your time, man? To be fair, King, uh, Shakespeare. I think what King Lear during the plagues. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. It is definitely more so with pornography. And this has been a conversation on the show multiple times where it's like you get civilian dudes who are all about wanting to be involved with a porn star until it's mm-hmm. time for that porn star to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> being involved with a porn star is there's a status thing to it as a dude of yeah. like, oh, look, hey, I get to bang everyone's object of desire. How about that? Yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, but my ego can't handle the fact that uh, she's going to go, or even him, he or she, like, it doesn't matter, goes on, like, going to go back to work and bang other people. Just can't deal yeah. with it. Well, the nice thing is I'm with someone who doesn't view it as, a, you know, he doesn't view it as a status symbol. He just uses it as any other job. So <laughs> you're one of the lucky ones. I've watched so many relationships start. And fail between mm-hmm. performer civilian, per- performer performer. Because sometimes there's yeah. even jealousy between two people who are performers. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand. You can't really control that, you know. <laughs> no, but you need to have a good gauge of who you are before you get involved. And it's, it's one of those things where, like, you need to be honest with yourself. Like, you may be like, I am totally into this person. I am totally attracted to this person. I know what they do for a living. On one level, I'm okay with it, but. I can't deal with 
Yeah. It on another exactly. level. You need to be honest with yourself and not get involved. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's unfair to you. It's unfair to them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if they have feelings for you too. Like, oh my God, I found the dude who's actually down. And then, yeah. oh, lo and behold, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> and then perpetuates the horrible cycle of like, oh, I don't want to date anyone who's not a performer. Because yeah. no one un- understands. Like, no, no, you've just been involved with a couple bad people. Yeah. So it, it, it's just a... I am a testament that it can work out. <laughs> it, it, it definitely can. It definitely can. Because I've been with him for six years. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And that's... I feel, unfortunately, that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. <laughs> I've had plenty of friends over the years who, for whatever reason, think sex work is easy money. They think it's the 1990s and they're going to have a vivid contract waiting for them. Yeah. <laughs> which just does not exist. And I do everything in my power to be like, uh, before you go down this road, you really need to give it some serious thought. Uh-huh. And one of those things you need to be serious about is it can be a really lonely role. It really, really can be. I have never had sex on film. Not once. I've <laughs> done plenty of non-sex performances. I've you know, been crew. And I have women discriminating against me when, for dating. Yeah. Try actually being the person who has sex on film. Now I'm curious uh, what they were discriminating you about. <laughs> I met a woman on a dating site who was like, oh, let me check out your Instagram. I'm like, okay, cool. Here you go. And, like, we had plans to go to coffee. And she, a couple hours later, is like, do you work in porn? I'm like, a little bit. Like, mm. uh, I'm not interested. Like, I'm not a performer. I don't want to be a performer. I'm not trying to like do this to get laid. I'm, mm. it's work. Uh, I, I've been around too many guys like you. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. And there's been other, you know, women I've been involved with who were just jealous or mm-hmm. uh, didn't have the self esteem to be like, because normally pre COVID, this was purely an in-person show. So I'm sitting drinking with performers all the time. Yeah. Who just couldn't deal with the fact that like, oh my God, I can't believe you're getting drunk with porn stars. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I actually had an old tattoo artist who ended up breaking up with his girlfriend because she was jealous that he was touching women all day. <laughs> I mean, people get jealous over really stupid reasons. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Dude, I'm just drawing on them. I'm not having sex with them. She was like, no, you're touching women all day. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. It, it's nice when the trash shows itself out. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all that is. Like, there, mm-hmm. you're, I was a tattoo artist before we got involved. Mm-hmm. You knew what my <laughs> job was, yet you still signed up. And yeah. if this bothered you, why did you sign up for this? Exactly. <laughs> That's why I've said to, you know, anyone who's been interested in trying to be a performer, like, you know what you signed up for. It'd be a whole other conversation if, like, you were in a long-term relationship with another civilian and they're like, I want to get into sex work. Then it mm-hmm. needs to be a conversation. I mean, obviously, you can't force someone to not do something because you're not comfortable with it, but it needs to be a conversation. You have a, a right at that point to be like, I'm not happy about this decision you're making with your life, and you have to decide if you're comfortable with it or you're going to leave the relationship. But you've got zero place to talk if the person was a sex worker when you met them yeah <laughs> and you're like i want you to stop being a sex worker like but no <laughs> no it's no. crazy because i've actually known people who are like yeah if i get in a relationship someday and the guy doesn't want me to do it i'll stop doing it and i'm like really <laughs> it's, it is a, 
think that's just a red flag. Like a very controlling person who just, I don't know, the idea of them getting into the relationship and stopping you from doing something that you were already doing is just so weird to me. Like, why did you like me in the first place? <laughs> right. Well, and unfortunately, it's a tale as old as time. You watch performers drop off when they mm-hmm. get into relationships or, you know, there's the half measure of like all of a sudden they only are girl, girl performers yeah. or only doing solo work. Cause it's so funny. Cause actually, you know, when I, when I started, I was in a different relationship than my current one. And he was actually very controlling, which I know is surprising, but it's true. <laughs> like he would not let me perform if I didn't shave and he would not let me post full nudity on my social media, even though I, I wanted to. Cause I like posting nudes on my social media <laughs> and all this stuff. And then, you know, I get with my current guy I'm with and I'm actually more open now. I'm doing more stuff that I wa- wish I had been doing the whole time. <laughs> That's awesome. Really yeah. I'm glad you got away from that shit relationship. Oh God. He was the worst. <laughs> he was abusive in many ways. <laughs> yeah. I, I d- took a quick trip down uh, Twitter, yeah. Twitter lane there and saw a couple things. I didn't want to. Yeah. Dive too into it unless you <laughs> brought it up. Unfortunately, that is a hurdle for a lot of performers. It's just it just surprises people when I tell them, you know, that he was controlling because they're like, "What do you mean? You were doing this before when you were with that guy?" And, like they don't understand all the things that were happening behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, well, I and mean, there's very there's varying degrees of control. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm okay with you being a sex worker, but you got to dress like this. You got to, you know, exactly. Yeah, you have to conform to my beauty standards. My yeah. Oh my god, he like freaked out one time because I wore black lipstick. And I was like, I was goth in high school. Why are you acting so weird about it? He's like, you're just grossing me out now. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. And it's it's a sign of insecurity. It's a sign of just, you know, I mean, I definitely, as a younger dude, definitely told a partner once I wasn't comfortable what she was wearing. But we were going to a funeral, and then that blew up oh, in my face. Yeah. That blew up well, in my face. A valid reason to say something. <laughs> well, and what she was wearing was not like you know wearing a mini skirt or something to a fucking funeral, but it was. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in the Midwest, and this was like in Central Illinois. It wasn't even in Chicago. I, I grew up in Chicago, but like the funeral was downstate, and I'm like, you know, I'm black suit, like fucking funeral, and she's wearing Dude. something that like. So like something you'd wear to the office, like business casual, and like I'm like we should get you something a little more funeral. And like in hindsight, with fucking God, this has to be like sixteen, seventeen years ago. Like no, it wasn't my place to say shit. And well, I mean, my partners asked me to change, you know, going to see his family and stuff because I, I was wearing a dress one time when we were going to go see his family. It was like a old Victorian style dress. He's like, my family's going to act really weird around you if you wear that police change. <laughs> so I did. You know, sometimes sometimes it's valid. <laughs> yeah, that for me, that one definitely ended up not being valid. We got to the funeral and there was someone wearing camo pants. Oh, really? Yeah, like, <laughs> just fucking, like, dressed like a fucking hunter. I'm like... Wow, oh. that's very strange. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, rural part of the state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the daggers, she shot me. I'm like... Oh, I actually reacted kind of the same way when we went to see his family. Like, I understood what he was saying, you know. If I come showing up in a Victoria-style dress, they might act weird towards me. But at one point, his grandma pulled me aside, and she was like, look at this cool belt buckle I got. And she, it's like a nun, right? And then she pulls on it, and the nun is naked underneath. 
And I was like, your grandma just showed me a naked nun and you were worried about me wearing a Victorian dress to your grandma's house. <laughs> I think you might have overreacted a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little. But... <laughs> yeah, no, he did, did. And that's, it's one of those things where like, you're trying to gauge it on social norms and then yeah. fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. Age and experiences told me like, nah, I just don't, just won't give a fuck. Cause at the end of the day, if my partner dresses like fucking crazy, like their, their own person has their, have their own agency. If my family's butt hurt about it, be like, um, I didn't dress them. They're not my well, child. Meeting a bunch of his family members for the first time. So he was like, you can wear this a different time. Just when you f- give them their first impression, I don't want them to think you're weird. <laughs> I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> See, I would rather get the weird out in the first place. Yeah, because then they know. <laughs> and then they know. like, Because yeah. if they're not going to like you, they're not going to like you. That's their mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, you're living your life for yourself, not for your fucking family's approval. Yeah. Just. I don't come from enough money to be living for my family's approval. If there were millions on the line, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we were about to make a good impression. So I stay in the will, but I'm not making shit. So uh, my family is weird. So, you know, to me, what's normal for me is completely different than him. Cause he came from like Catholic Italian family and I came from a bunch of weird atheists. So <laughs> very different social norms. <laughs> yeah. Judging by uh, my opinion on organized religion, your family's probably the more moral one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can say that with confidence, knowing both of them. <laughs> uh, it, it, I find the most religious people are often the biggest hypocrites. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm religious myself, so I'm not going to say too much. <laughs> I mean, but I'm a Buddhist, so. <laughs> do whatever you want in life, as long as it doesn't hurt other people, whatever. Like, these are just my opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I may be completely wrong. I may drop dead one day and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I fucked up here. Thanks for but, giving me free you will. Know, you know, if Christianity is true, I think most of us are going to hell. So <laughs> who cares? <laughs> like, there's the old joke say, like, there's a reason that there's a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell. <laughs> you know, there, yeah. there's a prediction on how much traffic's going each way. <laughs> Even most priests are doing fucked up things, so. <laughs> did you hear about the priest who had a threesome in New Orleans just like a couple weeks ago? I did not. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, a priest at a parish in New Orleans was caught having a threesome on the altar and filming it. That's with, fucking awesome. <laughs> with women that were of age. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, More power to him. <laughs> right? Well, that's one of the things that boggles my mind to this day and age like there is no reason that the clergy should be forced to be celibate at this point it made sense back in medieval times because kings didn't want priests having dynasties Mm -hmm. but it's 2020 if these people want to have consensual sex they should have consensual sex well buddhism is kind of like that too with the celibacy but it's a different kind of dynamic it's not like a puritanical kind of thing it's more you know the buddha left his wife and children to become enlightened. And so they, you know, honor that by being celibate. So it's a kind of different thing. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I, I wish for them that they could possibly revisit it and be like, 
Because there's a lot of enlightenment to be gained from sex. Yeah. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> right. So I just have problems following rules written by people who didn't even shit indoors. <laughs> they did not have running water. They shot in holes that they dug themselves. Like, come on. Should we be following their rules to the letter? Maybe we can make some adaptations. Yeah. <laughs> On the jump, running away from the religious front a little bit. What games are you playing? I'm not playing anything right now. <laughs> Boo! Boo! My dad's always like, what are you playing right now? I'm like, nothing. I'm too busy. <laughs> like, I can't play while I'm in the booth. Come on. My partner does keep trying to get me to play WoW, but I just cannot get into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an addiction no one needs, so that yeah. I approve. I to play with him, so I understand, but I'm just like, it's just kind of boring to me. <laughs> Is he trying to get you to play WoW Classic or, like, current WoW? No, he's Classic. He's very adamantly opposed to it. <laughs> Which is funny, because that was, you know, I first played it when I was in fifth grade, so <laughs> that's what I originally played. <laughs> I, remember when, I remember when WoW came out, and I didn't, I never played it, I just was never into it, but what was that? Was, and my whole family was and still are. Like, my mom is still like, you can't come over on Wednesdays. That's raid night. <laughs> that's that's wild. That, yeah. That. All of them. Like, literally my entire family. My mom, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, my grandma. All of them. <laughs> so they haven't disowned you over that? Uh, no. <laughs> they did have a family guild they wanted me to join, but I never did. <laughs> the family that raids together stays together? I don't know. Like, <laughs> And they took a break from it for a while, but they couldn't stay away. <laughs> well, if your parents ever get divorced, I'm sure it's going to be over raid loot. Oh, that... they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and stepdad are together, and they both play WoW. Gotcha, gotcha. And my dad also plays WoW. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> See, I, I, as I said, I never got into WoW. I was playing, around the time WoW came out, I was playing City of Heroes. Hmm. Just a horrible grind itself, but it was fun back in the day. And then I graduated on to Eve Online, which Eve is its own monster. I was playing Dark Age of Camelot. That was my favorite one. And I don't know if you remember Horizons. I remember it vaguely. It was the one you could play as a dragon. It was so cool. <laughs> and it got, it, I think it got, went bankrupt or something, but so uh, tragic. As MMOs do. Yeah. But it was like the coolest one. <laughs> Did you ever look into anything about Eve Online? I never did, no. It Eve did thing a bunch of stuff that the other MMOs didn't do, which were really kind of cool and kind of made it exhilarating at times, but the learning curve on the game is so bad. Like it's oh, yeah. <laughs> a brutally rough learning curve, and on top of it, it can be really boring at times. <laughs> it's one of those games that was like, oh, this is amazing, or it's I'm doing spreadsheets in space. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just the mechanic that they put in that if you lose a ship, it's forever. Like the, just the four keeps end of it. Like, and PVP can pretty much happen anywhere. Yeah. Sounds like RuneScape. <laughs> That's why there's like always all these epic stories of stuff that happens in Eve. Like guy in infiltrates a, corporation you know he was equivalent of a guild for years and then steals everything from the corporation or betrays them to another corporation gets them ambushed loses since you can they have a thing where you use in-game money to buy 
a month of uh, gameplay, they have a you know economy of what fifteen dollars a month to play. So it's this much in game money is worth fifteen dollars. Then you know they can figure out, oh hey, that was a couple thousand dollars in ships lost or. <laughs> It's crazy. It reminds me of, okay, when I started playing RuneScape, I started playing with all my friends, and I got, like, a medium level, and then some guy who was, like, level 100 or something was like, hey, let me help you with this quest. So I follow him. He takes me to the PvP area, kills me, steals all my shit. I never played it again. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that's just what that reminded me of. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, that's their experience with Ultima Online. Like, I just got ganked in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> never playing again. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, shit like that did happen in Eve, but also like once you start playing it, you're instilled with some paranoia. Like, no, I don't trust people. Yeah. <laughs> people would ask like if you went to join their corporation, would ask for the API to your account to verify that you didn't have any alt accounts in another mm-hmm. corporation. Make sure you're not an infiltrator. Like, it, it there's just a lot that goes into it. I I mean, I haven't played in over a decade, but it was. It was fun at the time. And then I realized I was spending way too much time doing it. Mm-hmm. That's the other problem with MMOs in general. It's just like, yeah. you can't ca- you, you can't casual play any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, did you hear the Bloodlines 2 news yesterday? <laughs> oh, no. Was there new news? Uh, the, the, one of the, well, you know how that one guy got fired, right? The narrator, or the, uh, not the narrator, the narrative designer or whatever. I, got fired. Be- I believe so. And then yesterday it came out that the lead narrative designer quit. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh my God, this game is never happening. And if it does, it's going to be trash. <laughs> they may bring her back around. Hopefully, hopefully. Because <laughs> when you asked me what games I was playing, I was like, well, I wish I was playing Blue Lines 2 right now because it's supposed to be up. Right <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> it was what it was supposed to drop in like September originally. Yes, it was September. Yeah, I have some <laughs> I have some friends who like pre-ordered waiting with bated breath for it. Mm-hmm. I almost pre-ordered it, and I'm like, wow, I'm glad I did it. Right? <laughs> Dang, I might never come out of this right. <laughs> I just don't pre-order games at this point. Like, yeah, it, it's not like the old school console days or even old school PC days where like you know they have to ship a pretty complete product because they can't just hot fix it. Now well, just, the reason I was going to pre-order was because I wanted the collector's edition with the statue and stuff. That's uh, the only reason I pre-ordered games. <laughs> no, I get it. And that's why they do that, because uh, otherwise yeah. there's no way, no reason to pre-order something that's exactly. very likely to be broken. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm waiting for uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I'm just irritated by the game. Why? A multitude of reasons. <laughs> There's just been a lot of like transphobic bullshit going on. Has there? Off, yeah. Uh, I was unaware. And the latest thing was there was this cosplayer. Did you see the poster that was that pissed a lot of people off with the person like on an ad and then their dick was showing through it? Yeah, I saw that briefly. I didn't dive too deep into it. Yeah, well, it pissed people off because it was fetishizing, and I I just saw I saw both sides of the argument. Some people were saying, "Well, yeah, but that's the point," you know, because. In, in a capitalist, you know, hellscape, they will make money off of anything. So, I mean, that makes sense. But then yesterday, or I don't know if it was yesterday, time is a blur, but <laughs> this cosplayer posted a picture of her dressed up in that outfit, like with the fake penis and everything. And, you know, she was a cis woman. 
And not only was I pissed by that because it was extremely fetishizing, but then CD Projekt Red actually put it in the finalists of their cosplay competition. And I was like, wow, you guys learned nothing from us getting pissed at this last time, did you? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sure they see it as like, but we're being inclusive. Yeah, that's what's frustrating. It, cyberpunk as a genre is like so, you know, trans accepting. Because, you know, transhumanism, for someone like me, that would change my life, you know, because I'm non-binary. Right. If I was able to, you know, ha- you know, apply a penis to myself at will, that would be incredible. Because then I wouldn't have to, you know, be stuck one way or the other. I could just mix and match, basically. <laughs> and so, you know, cyberpunk as a genre should be more trans-accepting. So why is your game doing things like this? And then the, I don't know if you saw the other thing with the voices. I didn't. Okay, so I don't know the accuracy to this, obviously, because I haven't played the game. Uh, but there was a leak, I guess, or like someone played the game and they were like, I went to the character creation screen. And then, you know, you choose a body type that you want, right? Right. But the body type is attached either to the voices or the pronouns. I'm not sure the details are a little blurry, but and either the pronouns or the voice. I think the pronouns are actually attached to the voices is what it is. So you could, if you have she, her pronouns, you sound like a woman, basically, which mm. doesn't make any goddamn sense. No. <laughs> Why can't you just mix and match? Like, isn't that the whole point? Right. How is this cyberpunk? <laughs> well, and... I was led to believe you can even select your genitalia in that game as part of the character. Yeah, I found out the reason for that, and I was kind of like, really? <laughs> what is the reason behind uh, that? I, I didn't hear. Uh, the sex angel see it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm a little more concerned about the, you know, pronouns, voices, things yeah. like that, but sure. <laughs> well, and I don't know if that's more to pandering to their potential audience yeah well oh. that's the other thing that's the other thing actually they were talking about how they don't have a firm political stance and i was like cyberpunk is inherently a leftist kind of genre what do you mean you don't have a firm political stance how is this game in any way apolitical it doesn't make any sense the genre is inherently political <laughs> well they're just like we're just putting a dystopian hellscape out here don't don't mind us yeah. <laughs> Come on, look at the neon. Look at the neon. Yeah. Like, if you're going to pander to the right-wing people, that doesn't really make any sense and has nothing to do with the genre. I'm just very confused. <laughs> I don't I don't know either. I, <laughs> especially because, like, some of the stuff is in this, like, video game marketing is wild these days. Like, mm-hmm. and just, like, why would you pander to the right-wing when they're getting pissed off when... Uh, the makers of Wolfenstein said, "Look, you know, let's kill Nazis again," and a bunch of right wingers <laughs> are yelling, "Like, uh, why are you making this game political?" Like, look, oh my god, <laughs> what, what? You actually went on Twitter and said, "Like, that they're politicizing Wolfenstein about killing Nazis." Uh, oh yeah, of course. There was the story about the crunch times too. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. CD Projekt Red and the Crunch Times. I didn't, I didn't hear about it. Oh, it, it was just the same thing that Rockstar did, basically. Oh, those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean that—that's just the video game industry in well, general. That sucks. <laughs> it does. It, it absolutely does. And it's another one of those situations where creatives are underappreciated. Yeah, and it just pisses me off a little because you know CD Projekt Red is just held as the golden child, so they can do no wrong. So people who are criticizing Rockstar for the exact same thing 
Now, if you say the same thing about CD Projekt Red, you're like, oh, why are you talking about them like this? It's like, you're not very consistent. <laughs> well, give it time. Give it time until they're no longer the darling. Because if yeah, you had said that about Rock, if you had said that about Rockstar, like shortly after GTA V's launch, everyone would mm -hmm. be like, what is wrong with you? GTA V is the best thing ever. You know, I used to be a Bethesda stan, so I understand. I used to think Bethesda could do no wrong, and then Fallout 4 came out, so. <laughs> oh, come on. You, you don't like running and saving <laughs> over and over? Hey, there's oh, more oh, another what? settlement that needs your help. Come on. It's so funny because people used to ask me what my favorite game was, and I would just say, oh, Bethesda. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was my answer. <laughs> Sucks. And also, uh, the, the other thing is I only played Fallout 4 once which is fucking insane because New Vegas is my favorite game and I play it once a year minimum. The fact that I've only played Fallout 4 once is just insane. <laughs> Besides the stupid settlement thing, I I enjoyed 4. I enjoyed it. I mean, I I played through it. I didn't pick up any of the DLC. I just... That's funny because the DLC was the only fun part. <laughs> that, that's what I heard. But by that point, I was just kind of like, I was over it. I was just like, okay, yeah. I've played enough. And then they changed it to where like the creator club where the, they added microtransactions to it, and I'm like, yeah, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> also, people keep trying to get me to play Fallout 76, because, you know, I love Fallout, and they're like, well, it's better now, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> I saw on Twitter the other day, I think it was Twitter, some, uh, there's a fan mod that made New Vegas in the Fallout 4 engine. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, oh, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't. I don't really care that much about graphics, so <laughs> it's not something I care that much about. <laughs> I never really mod Skyrim or anything either. Oh my god! Interview over. I'm out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's so funny because my partner will mod Skyrim for like hours, and then he'll play it for five minutes. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, the fun part was the modding." <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a creative outlet. In yeah. Hell, uh, I saw a mod where you're fighting Macho Man Randy Savage. And oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. dragons turn into him. Yeah. <laughs> they go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Modding is a very creative community, and that's why PC gaming has always been superior to console gaming. Yeah. People okay. have been doing that forever. <laughs> forever. I do love my GameCube, though. <laughs> <laughs> you still have a GameCube? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite console. What are you playing on GameCube? Uh, nothing right now, but oh my god. I I wish I could see how many hours I have on Animal Crossing, because it's definitely in the thousands. <laughs> Probably the hundreds of thousands, to be honest. Jesus, you have given up a portion of your life for Damn. those animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't picked up a Switch. and. Oh, I haven't. Oh, and just not playing Animal Crossing on that? I was, but I don't know. I just... I, I couldn't get really into it. I don't know why. Was it I just think that when I was a kid, it was a lot easier to just absorb myself in it, you know, and just sit there for hours. But, you know, now I'm thinking, oh, I could be doing something productive right now <laughs> instead of talking to animals on my Switch. <laughs> true, true. Plus, yeah. Joe Biden never showed up on the GameCube version. Oh, man. <laughs> so tragic. <laughs> I, I, it, on one hand, I get it it's like i'm young i'm hip young people yeah. check me out in this video game <laughs> on the other it's like in this game for kids none of these people can vote <laughs> yeah 
Yes, I know there are actual adults playing adult Animal well, Crossing. Also, Don't come for me. Playing. Is that going to persuade you? <laughs> oh, Joe Biden's in this? Well, I guess I'll vote for him now. <laughs> So's Ganon. I guess I'll vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's throw two evils. Oh, my God. <laughs> 2020 is a shit show, top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny, because we were all like, oh, it's going to be the Roaring Twenties. It's going to be awesome. And it's the worst year I've ever lived. <laughs> yeah, it's the Roaring Twenties. We have plague. Yeah. Government overreach. <laughs> you know, has no one ever actually read The Great Gatsby? Like, we're pretty on point for the Roaring Twenties. I, it's just funny to me because it feels like we just skipped into the 30s. <laughs> well, the, the 30s will be the rampant crime. And, you know, as the economy continues to t- tank, one of my biggest predictions when COVID, we first started going locked down from COVID is, like, we are going to start seeing some fucking, at some point when people start getting desperate, like, some 30s era like bank robberies start going mm-hmm. down. <laughs> we're we're going to have like, we're going to romanticize gangsters like Bonnie and Clyde again because we're going to end up in a new Great Depression. Oh, yeah. Great Depression too, like Chipukulu. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, this is not the dystopia I signed up for. I'm a big fan of the cyberpunk genre. Like, that's the dystopia I signed up for. Yes, there can be mega corporations that, you know, hire people as private mercenaries and have their own private armies. That's that's fine. But it's cool. <laughs> right. But it's cool. <laughs> this is not cool. This is like... Yeah, this just sucks. <laughs> that, no. I really don't want to have to fight in the Amazon-branded army. You sign up for Amazon Prime Mercenaries, they're there in 48 hours. It's Oh my god. <laughs> well, and then you add in the fact that like the technology is actually more advanced than it is in most of the classic cyberpunk stories now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Still have flying cars though. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll never have flying cars. I mean people can't operate cars on in a two-dimensional space. Do you want to have them <laughs> operate in a three-dimensional space? Not good. Not good. People get into traffic accidents doing dumb shit all the time. You want them in the... No, no. I'm, I'm A-OK with no flying cars. You just get a bunch of bullet trains, personally, but... <laughs> Hell, if we could just have a decent-priced cross-country railway system in the first place would be super... Hell, if we could get a goddamn you know, high-speed rail from L.A. to Vegas would be awesome. We can't even get I that know. done. <laughs> can't even fucking get that done so I'm actually fairly well traveled like internationally the first time I realized that America, it's not really America number one was when I went to Tokyo oh yeah <laughs> it's like, oh hey world's largest city and has a super robust and really easy to get around train system even if you don't speak the language very frustrating <laughs> yeah like if you can get around you know New York City probably has our most robust robust mass transit mm-hmm. system. It's real fucking easy to get lost on the New York subway system. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been? Nope. It's pretty fucking easy. <laughs> Tokyo, every station is... And I, I will apologize to my audience that has once again let me go off on a Tokyo tangent because this happens <laughs> fairly often. You get to a station and it will tell you like, if you need to connect to a different line in the same station, how many meters it is to the next platform? Like it is 30 meters that way. 
and each station has a name and a letter and number designation. So it's like, this is M15 and H34. I'm just throwing random. And that means it's the 15th stop on the M line, the 34th stop on the H line. When you get down the platform, numbers go up this way, down that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, okay, all I got to do is find on the grid where this line intersects with this line and I'm off to the races. No, having to actually know station names or try to navigate where on the station I got to go to the next platform. and Making Tokyo sound great. <laughs> it's my happy place. It is absolutely my happy place. <laughs> I don't even drive, so transportation is a constant issue for me. <laughs> are you in California? Or? Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Prop 22? I'm, I w- I'm a yes voter. <laughs> I'm, I'm so conflicted on it. I ended up voting no on it just because I don't want any of those app workers to be employees. I think AB5 was garbage. But the problem is I think 22 is just piling more garbage on top of garbage. It doesn't actually repeal 5, and it just allows these companies to just make more at-will bullshit. And it needs a, like a supermajority of the state assembly to overturn it. There's a lot of, There's just a lot of crap packed into it. My problem is the propaganda going out is completely fabricated and it's very confusing. Like if I didn't know the details, I would be very confused because there'll be one commercial where the, the no one 22 people will be like, oh, well, they, they will be employees. So they'll won't be independent contractors anymore. Right. And then the yes on 22 commercial will say, no, they're still independent contractors. So then if I don't know anything about it, I'm just like, what is going on? What does this, any of this mean? <laughs> you know? Well, and- the yes on 22 from the tech companies is also disingenuous. It's like, yes, they will legally have to be employees by AB5, which was passed in January by the damn voters. Mm-hmm. But the tech companies are well within their rights to allow flexible employment. They're just choosing not to. They're saying, oh, if this doesn't, you know, if this doesn't pass, people are locked into a schedule. No, you as their employer are making that choice. Yeah. And it allows them to circumvent payroll taxes that they owe to the state and federal government. It also, by California law, employers are required to reimburse any expenses in, incurred by the employee. So it allows them to skirt that too. Hmm. It's well and good that, you know, 22 will give the gig workers over minimum wage for sure. Yeah. But. Healthcare. <laughs> right. And, but. Is that's the problem? Is is the healthcare going to actually be cost effective or worth having? You know, I've worked jobs where, like, oh yeah, we offer healthcare. It's a bronze HML that will cost you six hundred dollars a month. Yeah, like we have next to no contribution to it. Mm. We offered you healthcare though. Yeah. <laughs> AB five was a bad situation in the first place. Unfortunately, the tech companies are just predatory and bad. And like, it's like, oh hey, just stuck between just two bad choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's most things. So. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is one where, unfortunately, the people providing the labor get screwed no matter what, and because Uber and Lyft have become such a part of day-to-day life, yeah. 22 is going to pass. Yeah. Because people are just afraid. People freaked out. They were able to blackmail the goddamn state when they were like, oh, you have to make them employees by this date. For a law we passed in January, and they're like, "We're pulling service," and they're like, <laughs> "We're just kidding. We're, yeah. to, we're, we're the state of California. We're, we're kidding. We're kidding. Don't, don't stop service." Yeah. And the fucked up part about it is, if 
the drivers are actually employees, it might actually benefit the consumer more because then they can actually hold drivers accountable for shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> right now, as an independent contractor, especially while they were trying to fight AB5, if I refuse a fare, they can't say shit about it. No, I just don't feel like coming to wherever you are. Can't say shit about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're an employee, you'd be like, yo, every time you get a call in the Hollywood Hills, man, you don't you say no. <laughs> What's up with that? Mm-hmm. But that would involve them actually having to have management and you know, actually manage <laughs> people and heaven forbid they do that shit. <laughs> but I was just curious as someone who probably uses apps to get around how that Yeah, I have there's a local rideshare where I live, so oh, nice. I have that. Nice. It's just a monthly fee, so it's much nicer. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, it's nice to see that the market's trying to correct itself a little bit there. Cause... And, you know, they actually just became employees through the company. And they still pick their own schedules and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause... It's not that hard. <laughs> no, it, it, it's absolutely not that hard. It, they're just saying, oh, because they're employees. No. Right now, your algorithm, they, you don't pay people shit. If they don't have rides. And that's the other thing. Like, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into the actual Texas AB or uh, of 22, which is they may be guaranteeing people rates that are above minimum wage, but it's a rate, probably a rate only when they have a passenger in the car still. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's you're the other thing, a local one. They get paid by the hour. Right. Because so they're not employees. Matter how many pick up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the big reason that Uber and Lyft don't want employees because yeah. they, if you're not generating any revenue, they still have to pay you and they still have to reimburse you for mileage and any other expenses as an employee. Mm -hmm. Sorry about getting on something political on what is supposed to be a fun show. Fuck. Well, you're talking to an Ancom, so (laughs) to be expected. (laughs) Can you tell the audience what that is in case they're unaware? An anarchist communist. So what exactly does that entail? What are the, the core beliefs there? Um, anarchist, no hierarchy, no government. Communist. I'm sure you know communism. <laughs> well, the problem is the majority of America, when you say communist, it just thinks the Soviet Union. They don't actually think about Marxist ideals. Well, I don't know if I could explain communism in a concise, easy to digest way. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to go read the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> oh, also the Conquest of Bread, of course, because that's the pinnacle anarcho-communist book uh, so there you go read the conquest of bread <laughs> come on it's up. free on the library <laughs> there you go read a book people read a book <laughs> one without pictures in it read some theory <laughs> it's one of those things where like i don't know if human society is actually prepared to implement any of that in an ideal world yeah it would work in <laughs> practice in the society we live in now, we have capitalist companies that won't even play by the rules of capitalism. Heaven forbid that they're you know, expected to actually take care of people. Well, I mean, they wouldn't be there, so it wouldn't be relevant. Yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be overlords, so it wouldn't... Oh, sorry. Uh. It wouldn't be part of the society in the first place, so... <laughs> One would hope. One would hope. Unfortunately, it's just... I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever come to be in practice. Yeah. I mean, when people say that wouldn't work, all, I'm, all I have to say in response to that is... Is this working? <laughs> no, the no. That is no. <laughs> no, no, it is only working if you're fabulously wealthy. And chances yeah. are, if you're fabulously wealthy, you inherited it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the majority of wealth is just comes from someone else did a good job a couple of generations back. Yeah. Well, also, all the employees are doing a good job while you just collect all the money from their labor. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> nothing, nothing is crazier than during the middle of this pandemic that Amazon's running ads about how well they treat their employees. Like, oh, my God. It's been pissing me <laughs> And them talking about climate change is just so frustrating. I'm like, you people are like the number one contributors. What the fuck are you talking about? Come on, guys. We're neutral. Don't worry. <laughs> I've ordered something from Amazon. I know how much waste goes into your packaging alone. <laughs> There's like half a rainforest in one box. Like, <laughs> Even if you do manage to go carbon neutral by 2050, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. Oh, no. Our AI overloads will, well... The AI will have made us extinct by then. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about this say, at least down here in LA, uh, Postmates and cellular delivery service have started using like robots that just drive down the street autonomously for food delivery. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, cool, cool. This is how the AI start to kill us. They're just like, here, have this food, human. <laughs> Dead. Well, and just, I think when, as Boston Dynamics and other people are just, keep making better and better AI. Mm-hmm. We are so fucked. We are. <laughs> we have not been good stewards of this planet. There's really no reason for them to keep us around. And I don't think it'll go like Terminator or Terminator 2 where they nuke us and there's an all-out war. They don't have to fucking breathe. They can just use chemical and biological weapon and we're just <laughs> fucked. I mean, they could just wait for us to deal with it. <laughs> don't worry, the humans will get rid of themselves <laughs> Yeah, but if the if the AI doesn't want to wait around that long, they could release a deadly biological plague and half of us would go, it's fake news, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> right, I don't have to wear a mask. And fuck my fellow man. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. The mask became a political issue, continues to buckle my yeah, Hey. hey. <laughs> You're a sheep if you wear a mask. Like, motherfucker. The other thing I'm wondering, like, if you go into a short store shirtless and they ask you to put on a shirt, are you going to throw a fit then? Like, why is it this one thing that makes you mad? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's more justified for someone to get upset about someone trying to enforce a shirt rule than a mask rule. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> you being topless does not negatively affect anyone else in that goddamn store unless you have really bad BO. Yeah. <laughs> and really bad. Where mm-hmm. you not wearing a mask potentially puts other people's lives in fucking danger. Like, if you want to roll around that store butt naked with a mask on, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Please, I mean, just don't touch the produce after you touch yourself, but that's yeah. just really a rule in the first place. I would prefer the chefs stay clothed while I'm at a restaurant, but... <laughs> I, I prefer that, but at the end of the day, as long as they're washing their fucking hands, yeah, <laughs> I'll be fine. Like, they're not passing on any foodborne pathogens to me, ideally. Yeah. <laughs> Where... You might, by not wearing a fucking mask, you are saying everyone around you, like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you die. I don't care if your loved ones die. I don't care if you survive and you're hit with massive medical bills that is probably worse than death in some cases. Yeah, it's really frustrating for me because my sister is actually on a low grade chemotherapy. She doesn't have cancer, it's for her um, arthritis. But basically, well, actually, she's not on it right now because they needed it for COVID treatments, which is so weird. So she's, like, sacrificing herself, you know, because basically her bones could, like, I guess, 
become hardened or something. I'm I'm having trouble explaining it, but wait, are you saying she could become Wolverine? Huh? She could become Wolverine. Why would you want to take medicine for that? (laughs) But yeah, but basically the medicine she's on, they needed it for COVID, so she's like sacrificing that, right? And she's really high risk because of the chemotherapy. So she's sacrificing herself, and you can't even wear a goddamn mask to make sure she doesn't get sick and die. Yeah. So frustrating to me. <laughs> it is. It, it's just. I'll admit. I you know. I've slipped up a couple times. I've spent time with people in real life, like yeah. a couple times over this, because you know human contact's important. But mm-hmm. at least when I'm out in public, like I'm gonna wear a mask. I'm gonna do try to do my fucking part. Well, the other thing is, every time I hang out with someone, it's people who are also quarantining. It's not like we're going in a big group with a bunch of people. I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hanging out with like one or two people, but some some of the girls I hang out with are not the most responsible people in the world. Oh, good. <laughs> like, there's been a couple of times where post, you know, as soon as I have post nut clarity, I'm like, man, I don't know how safe she's actually really been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a couple of days of like, am I going to die because I just got laid? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Was it worth it? <laughs> no, it, it never is. But in the moment, it's like, oh man, I I have not been inside someone in a minute. So, um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes with my partner, I'll be like, if I die, that was that was worth it. <laughs> if it wasn't like a, an occasional thing with a couple people, it, it'd probably be like, oh, this is you know intimate and you know important and like, no, this is just about us getting our rocks off and like that. <laughs> that on a conscious level is not worth dying over. On a you know. <laughs> biological wanting to get my rocks off, especially after having a couple drinks level, <laughs> it was worth it in the moment. <laughs> it's just how life goes sometimes. My partner always says, if I'm about to make an impulsive decision, go masturbate first. Then when you have the post-nut clarity, decide if you still want to make that decision. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a great decision. It is absolutely a great decision. I wish I just had the discipline to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had the discipline to masturbate more. Yes. <laughs> but sometimes it's just like, oh, but I, I would like to, you know, have sex instead of just masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I don't have any elderly family members around me. Uh, hell, my roommate's been in New York for months. So, like, if I do get sick, I'm not negatively affecting anyone but myself. And that's really... I my cat. <laughs> I have a cat with asthma, so I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen if I give it to her. Oh, that'd be horrible. I know. Like, I have no idea because, you know, that's never happened. I have no idea what will happen. <laughs> Just be bad luck. Like, oh, I'm the first person to give a cat COVID. Great. Oh, that's not true. Well, that's I know fine. it's happened, but like, <laughs> I killed my cat with COVID. Like, that'd still be like a major bummer. But, but none of the cats, as far as I know, have had asthma. So <laughs> yeah. I have no idea if it would affect her the same way as humans. And if it does, you know, she could die. Everything I've read, that is not a fun way to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, that... That is... God, and they released this story about the first dog who got it and what happened in his last days, and it was just so heartbreaking. Okay, we're not we're, we're not going to get that dark on this show. We're just... <laughs> like, no, 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 no puppy murder. We can talk about <laughs> piles of dead humans, no puppy murder. You know, dog, dogs are better than people in a lot of cases, so... I was crying while I was reading. <laughs> oh, that's so depressing. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's it's a, a bummer enough when like people outlive their pet, but oh 
<laughs> yeah, it's so much worse. It's like, oh, I accidentally gave you a disease that killed you, puppy. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh. Okay, we're going to walk the fuck away from that before uh, <laughs> I, I start ugly crying on the internet. <laughs> find out! No, no, find out! Yeah, well, we don't need to do that. We don't, we, we don't need to have me ugly crying on the internet. We, we'll just... <laughs> walk the fuck away from that. As a fellow metalhead, when we're allowed to actually go to fucking shows again, what show do you want to go to the fucking most? Well, <laughs> guess what got postponed for me? <laughs> a show? Yeah. So what show? It was the My Chemical Romance Return Tour. Oh. I'm so fucking upset. <laughs> got postponed by a year. God. <laughs> well, hopefully we're still alive by then. I know. And I'm just thinking, you know, a year from now, it might not even be gone. Might postpone it another year and then another year. <laughs> oh, I, I, I. I mean, I know it's very real that we could be still doing this this time next year. And, oh, that <laughs> I sure as, uh, my stupid ass, I was talking to someone recently, like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I have a Thanksgiving tradition. And, like, I thought about it later. I'm like, yeah, that involves going to a restaurant. Like, that is yeah. just not happening in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> there, there... The fact that anyone's speaking about Thanksgiving right now is kind of weird to me. <laughs> Like, I don't know if I'm doing anything. <laughs> well, fuck, Halloween at this point is no, 11, oh 11 days away. I can't believe people are actually saying they're going to take their kids out. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, well, I, not. I've seen the arguments were like, well, if it's safe to take them to grocery stores, it's safe to take them trick-or-treating. I'm like, eh, not really. <laughs> eh, eh, grocery store employees are at least being held accountable by other people. Uh, Random people. You're touching a bunch of candy that a bunch of people you don't know have touched. Like, right. Just get them candy. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe have them wear like safe costumes and gloves and they can't have any of the candy for fucking days until like the, gotta go wash the candy. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the virus can only stay alive for the max of like what? 72 hours on metal surfaces. So it's just like, you can have this candy next week, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I had kids, I would just get them a bunch of candy. And we watch horror movies. Sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> So they are freaked out of their mind because they're like, oh, God. I don't think that my kids will be like that. <laughs> are you planning on having kids? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many do you want? Uh, well, ideally four. Four? Ideally, I want to adopt two of them, but I don't know if it's going to work out considering my profession. <laughs> I mean, you just tell them you're a model. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I'm a model. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how deep they dive into that shit, but I think they dive really deep. So, well, what are they gonna do? Go look up your porn? Like, maybe I don't know. Because <laughs> if you're gonna give them your legal name, mm -hmm. and if, like you're paid your taxes, like what do you do? Oh, I, I'm a model. Mm -hmm. I'm a musician <laughs> and a model. Like, what? I can't adopt kids. Yeah, <laughs> you're not lying. You're not being deceitful. It's just so stupid. Like. <laughs> You know, people have sex in their house with their children, but I'm being discriminated against for something that everyone does. It's just so stupid. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. It's just because there's a camera involved. Oh, yeah. Also, that reminds me. I got in this weird-ass argument with someone on Twitter a few months ago because they kept trying to imply that if you're pregnant and you make porn, that you're making CP. 
And I was like, that is off the wall. What the fuck are you like? They were like, if I knew my mom made porn while she was pregnant with me, I would hate knowing that I was in a porn film when I was a baby. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? You're not in it. No one sees you. What are you talking about? And it's just so weird because like, just what you said, you know, just because the camera's involved. Yeah. Like if I'm having sex with my husband while I'm pregnant, no one cares. Well, I mean, but unless your husband, husband hits the kid's head. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's just, it was such a weird thing to say. I, oh, my God. CP, really? Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, people have some wild notions out there. Um. Just <laughs> wild notions. Just like, what? What? It just made it sound like they really think people don't have sex when they're pregnant, and it's very weird. <laughs> well, it's, it's probably gross to them. Like, ew, why would yeah. you want to have sex with a pregnant woman? Like, I can't uh, wait to have sex when I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, um, yo, know, unless you don't want to have sex when she's not pregnant, and you better have sex if she wants to have sex when you're when she's pregnant. <laughs> like, I mean, I've never been involved with a pregnant woman. I have no kids, but I believe that, you know, my significant other may need some reassurance on her looks during exactly. and she better feel fucking desirable or I'm going to be, you know, ain't going to go well. <laughs> Plus pregnant tits look awesome. <laughs> they do. They do. I love that look. <laughs> oh yeah. If I could bang people on their third trimester, their first trimester, not their third. Sorry. No, I don't have a pregnancy <laughs> fetish. If I could bang people that are in their first trimester forever, that'd be great. Like I can finish yeah. inside you. Your tits got bigger. And you're not showing yeah. it? Perfect. Perfect. Ah, <laughs> oh, magnifique. Sadly, that is not a reality for me. It just What do you mean? <laughs> I I don't well, I'm not trying to get anyone pregnant, so I can't just be like <laughs> I'm there's an app for that, like seeking pregnant women. <laughs> I don't have the budget for those kind of indulgences. Cause the you know, it's like, hey, um, First trimester pregnant women single mom site. I like. I don't. I don't think that's gonna be like. And obviously, I, I want to be with someone who's not gonna keep it because I want to go to bars. And... You got to really narrow down your search. Yeah, like it, it's a really like. Hey, are you not planning to keep single adopting their children? Like, or surrogates, or just getting rid of it after the third first trimester, like. Yeah, it, it's not a sustainable plan. <laughs> it will live in fantasy, sadly. I definitely feel like there's an app for that, though, like a pregnancy kind of one. <laughs> yeah. That's like the most common fetish. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing. I don't want them to be showing. I just want their tits to be huge. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to, tits to be huge and not to be able to get pregnant. Like, the, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm really looking for. <laughs> So, I mean, that easily can be fixed with some plastic surgery and good birth control. Uh, not really. I don't think there's any plastic surgery that can give you pregnancy tits. Like, that's very specific. True, <laughs> true, true. But I, They have a very specific look to them. <laughs> there are some very artistic plastic surgeons out there. I'm sure someone can get it done. Can you imagine going to the plastic surgeon and being like, I want pregnant tits? <laughs> Excuse me, What? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you can do it. I'm sure that is not even the most outlandish thing. <laughs> I, I am not into, you know. I know not knocking anybody who's done it, but I'm not into like the giant ass trend that's happening right now. Like, I don't want a flat ass. I want a proportionate <laughs> butt. Yeah. Like, but I'm sure the first woman who's like, I want 
the Pixar ass. <laughs> the, Pixar. the Pixar mom ass. Come on, tell me, tell me. Every mom in Pixar has that huge ass. I haven't noticed. Although I know I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, Miss Incredible had a nice exactly. <laughs> Every mom in Pixar has a dumpy, like a big old dumpy ass. Like I'm sure the first person who rolled up to like the do- the plastic surgery is like, I want that ass. I want Mrs. Incredible's <laughs> ass. I want Plastic Girl's ass. They're like, what? Oh, you can like stretch. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure almost every trend in plastic surgery, the first person who fucking asked for it, the doctor's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, there, there's some of those plastic surgery, like people that have body dysmorphia and like end up looking like fucking lions because their face has been pulled so tight. And yeah, if it makes them happy, cool. Like they're not hurting anybody, but I'm sure. Well, oh, I was going to say, uh, I want vampire teeth, and my partner was like, well, honestly, that doesn't seem that hard. I think you should just ask someone if they can do it, because really, all I have to do is put a crown on that's sharp, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you, you ever worried that you might, you know, bite yourself in your sleep, though? Like, oh, fuck. Just wake Not up. really. Because <laughs> I put fake ones in, and it, after a few minutes, you just get used to it. No, no little speech impediment from it? I, I, I actually, okay, I recorded uh, several porn videos with them in. And when I was recording, I was like, oh, this is going fine. I sound fine. Everything's chill. And then I watched the video back and I was like, oh, I have, actually have a list this whole time that I did. <laughs> I, I did in my own head. But when I was watching the footage back, it was there. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Not very sexy, but what are you going to do? <laughs> it's already committed to tape. Yep. I mean, you could, nah, I'm trying to think, like, could you go back and EQ it and play with it? Maybe you could distort it a little bit and, you know. No, it's too late now. It's already up there. Yeah, too much, too much <laughs> post-production work for the effort. <laughs> it's like, that's a lot of fucking post. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure once they're in for a while, you'd get used to it and, like, you'd correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and plus, they, you know, they would fit them properly to your face. Not like fake ones where you just get what you get. <laughs> well, you don't get the fake ones that, like, because there's people that definitely make custom fake ones. Oh, I don't have custom ones. Oh. I had to get the really small ones, though. Like, the ones I got are called small and sexy or something. <laughs> so my mouth is so small, the big ones looked ridiculous. Or his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I have a couple friends that, like, do things that masquerade, ball, like, masquerade balls and shit like that. They, like, all got, like, custom ones made. Yeah. Like, We're going to the vampire ball and, like... The- <laughs> fucking imprints like whole fuck i'm like okay man because when i first got them it came with this little glue kit and when i put them in the glue did not stick to my teeth at all and then i found out denture glue is how you stick them to your mouth <laughs> Are they pro- never is it hard to get them back out because of the denture glue or? No, it, it's so crazy like they go in perfectly they stay the whole time and they come right out so, yep <laughs> little pop but I just would have never thought denture clue. <laughs> it makes sense. It's like, this is yeah. what they're specifically here for. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, maybe one day when you're older, like you can get dentures with fucking fangs too, if you wanted. Yeah. Just fucking your fangs, like your dentures and your fangs sitting in like the, the glass of water next to your bed. It's like, oh. But yeah, my partner was like, you should really just ask someone because that does not sound like that complicated. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> they already give people crowns, so why not? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm sure there is a cosmetic dentist that will do that shit. I got to find them. <laughs> if you're out there, 
hit me up. <laughs> so would you do like the canines? Like, would you do the double fang ones? Like the long canines and then whatever the next tooth back is a little bit longer or just the long canines? Okay, I never really thought about doing that, but that sounds so cool. And now I want to do that with the two. That yeah. sounds cool. Yeah, because you, you definitely see some movie vampires where like it's the really long canines and slightly longer. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to spend the money, you know, why half-ass it? Why half-ass that shit? Oh, man. I miss doing things like, you know, going to vampire balls and shit like that. I'll have a tattoo appointment next week. Oh, what are you getting done? I don't want to say yet because I'm keeping it a secret. Okay. What is this? Uh, this is going to air in a couple weeks, actually. Okay, then I can say because okay. I will have it. I'm going to get uh, two tattoos of two corpse paint girls. And then one's going to be holding a microphone and one's going to be holding a harp because mm. I'm a vocalist and I play harp. Nice. So excited. <laughs> when that idea came to me, it came to me in like June. Cause I was just trying to think of something I could get to honor my music. And I was like, I don't want to just get a music note or a microphone. Like everyone has those. I want something interesting and unique to me. And then the idea popped in my head. I was like, oh my God, I have to get this. So I literally emailed my artist in June and now I'm finally getting it next week. <laughs> so fucking happy. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell are you just doing it in black and gray or? Uh, hopefully color, but I, I don't think we've actually talked about it. But we'll see. <laughs> Where are you getting it done at? Like, what part? Well, I wanted the back of my legs, but I don't know if it's going to fit. He said it might be difficult to fit the harp and the face on the back of my legs. You know, I have a shit ton of tattoos. There's not very but, much room. So if not, I'll have to get them on my feet, which sucks because I was going to get dark crystal tattoos on my feet. Oh, nice. But, you know, if I have to, I'll just move the dark crystal ones somewhere else. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. It's been a bunch of years since I got my last tattoo and just, I, I haven't been inspired to get like, get anything done in a number of years. And I'm just like, I have that itch. I just don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. I don't have that problem. <laughs> I have the opposite problem. <laughs> well, I'm jealous of the, I'm jealous of that. Like, cause I have too many things I want and not enough space on my body. <laughs> like I need a, a second body to <laughs> like switch. between. <laughs> just start getting the tattoos you want on your partner. Yeah. <laughs> Like, to be like, hey man, uh, it's been six years. You've made the commitment. You're getting this tattoo. I am trying to convince him to get matching tattoos with me. <laughs> oh, don't because, even don't even get matching. Just get the ones you want on him. Well, the thing was, I had the idea that we could get Geralt and Yennefer from The Witcher because that's like his favorite game. Nice, and we're we have like similar personalities to them. And then if we break up, it will still just be a cool tattoo that will have no significance to you. Like, it wouldn't be, like, literally a matching tattoo, you know? Right. It would just be a character I love. So, yeah, that's I, what I want. <laughs> I, I always feared getting the matching tattoo for that exact reason. It's like, oh, you broke up yeah. with somebody. You end up in a giant depth situation where you have to change Winona forever to Wino forever. <laughs> the solution is to get something that will outlast a broken up relationship. <laughs> Right, something that reminds you of them, but still, no. <laughs> yeah, something you don't have to explain to future partners. Like, who the fuck, Sarah? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> my daughter would that <laughs> that'd be appropriate? My mom? Like, which one would you be okay with? <laughs> like, it, it's it's an honor to the Undertaker who has Sarah tattooed across his throat. I don't know. Like, I don't, don't know. make me sad about the Undertaker. <laughs> Like, he retired, right? 
Yeah, but that's not why I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad because he turned into a MAGA shed. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so depressing. He is from Texas. Yeah. And he's rich. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that, that's, you know, kind of part of the recipe for being a MAGA shed. It just sucks because it's like, that's why they say don't meet your heroes. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have any other disappointing stories with people you admired? Oh my God, dude. I play black metal. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't know if you actually had, you know, any actual direct stories. Oh God. I have like 5,000 direct stories. <laughs> Lay one on me. Lay one on me. One of my favorite bands was Horna and they're a bunch of Nazis. Another favorite band was Dustball Omega and that guy's a fucking Nazi pedophile. <laughs> there's like a million <laughs> it's like why why like why? i could probably make a list of bands i've had to cancel and i i still wouldn't be able to list them all <laughs> it's like why does this one subgenre attract so many shit people yeah. it's mark's fault <laughs> Fair. that is painful it's all his fault. <laughs> that is probably the most accurate thing I ever said on the show yeah, that. It's like, no, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so frustrating because Burzum isn't even good. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> they're famous. That, that, <laughs> that, that's the problem. Like, you don't necessarily have to be good. You just have to be famous. Like, yeah. <laughs> good marketing will get you so far. <laughs> It's funny though, because the marketing is I killed my friend. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's yeah, I killed my friend. But it, it's fucking so fucking metal. You know, when, <laughs> when people are talking about like, oh my god, Judas Priest is putting subliminal messages in the fucking their yeah. music, and it's like this guy's like, nope, I actually killed the guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hang out with Judas Priest. <laughs> Dude, Rob Halford's amazing. <laughs> I was a the first time I saw Jesus Priest. I was um blown away by how good Robert Halford is. Honestly, though, to me, Rob Halford is more metal. Like he is gay in a community that is very unaccepting of things like that. Like oh, that's yeah. way more metal than trying to appease a bunch of people in a group. You know, one hundred percent. And on top of it, nothing amazed me and is, tickles me more than being in Alpine Valley in Wisconsin watching a whole amphitheater of metalheads sing along to Hellbent for Leather. <laughs> like, come on. You guys don't know what this is about? You've got to know what this is about. <laughs> yeah, like, he's only been dressing like a leather daddy for <laughs> forever. Love that for him. <laughs> and he's like, whole amphitheater of probably like Midwestern, probably a fair amount of homophobic energy yeah. in the room, singing gleefully along to Hellbent for Leather. It's like, oh, so metal. like this is great. It's bad for people to do that. It's so fucking metal. Right, like, I'm so nonconformist that I'm gonna. He's just a great, amazing performer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing performer. Well, that's what kills me with the black metal thing too, with all the Nazis and shit. It's like you're nonconformist by conforming to you know societal norms like white supremacy. Like that makes no sense. Wouldn't it be more nonconformist to do the opposite? Like the logic there is just is non-existent. 
But these are the same people who are like, I can't wear a mask. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you sheeple <laughs> are wearing a mask. My questioning why their logic is flawed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had a friend who's, you know, leans right and he's just like, yeah, yeah, my wife got COVID. It's not that bad. Whatever, man. I don't, I don't think they're blowing this out of proportion. I'm like, do you know what anecdotal evidence means? <laughs> also, that doesn't mean she'll be better later because a lot of people are having problems later. Right. Well, and it's just like, even if she is in the percentage of no long-term negative effects, that is completely anecdotal. Oh, there was also the case where someone died from the second round. Right. I, Got it. Had, you know, a, their primary illness was COVID and then when they got it again, it killed them. Well, yeah, because you're, they're saying the antibodies are only good for about 90 days. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> like, I'm going to roll the dice again. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but we're the sheeple. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> as I've said before on air, it's like, okay, well, if I'm right, I'm protecting everyone around me and trying not to infect other members of society. If I'm wrong, I'm just wearing a mask. Yeah, who cares? Like... <laughs> Oh no, wear a stylish one. Yeah, that's exactly it. I got one that has a cool thing on it. Right. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, shout out to Lily Moon, uh, makes custom masks. And like, I have one that's black with like blood splatters on it. Yeah. I just went on Redbubble and made my own. <laughs> what super bummed me out though was I found out like the, the neck gaiters were actually worse because yeah. I, I was rocking a neck gator at first. And like I have one that's like a skull that pulls up to here. I'm like, this is fucking. I have that one too. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. And then it's like, oh, this is worse. I'm like, motherfucker. Especially like yeah. you know, being a bearded dude with glasses. Like normal masks make my glasses just go right off my fucking face. Also, a lot of times I'll see guys with beards, and it'll be like sticking out of the mask, and it'll look really silly. <laughs> oh, it, I, I just trimmed up a little bit like earlier in the week. It was down to like here, yeah, like. It's, and then when I took it off, my ma- my beard would like look all neck beardish because it was just pushed down to here, like pure it's sex just right now. Really strange illusion when I see guys with big beards like under their mask. Yeah, it's just like mm, neck hair. It just looks like fucking yeah. neck hair right now. It's a great look. It's, yeah, but it was eh, more motivation to stay home and not go out into the world. <laughs> like, but also, who's like cruising for ass in COVID? Yeah. <laughs> also, it's really awkward at the stores now because I'm not a very vocal person. I will just like usually smile and walk away. And now no one can see me smiling. <laughs> so I'll keep doing that. And then I'll realize, wow, they didn't see me smile. They probably thought I was an asshole. <laughs> see, in the grocery store, I'm just minding my own business unless I see someone without a mask on. And then it's just like fucking death stares. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, the other thing is sometimes I'll go to the parking lot and like out of habit, I'll just pull my mask down. And I'll be like, oh, God, everyone's probably staring at me right now, wondering why I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, my, ma- my mask doesn't come back off until I'm in the car. And then, yeah, that's the problem. Like, sometimes I'll just walk out, and I won't even think about it. I'm just like, oh, I'm done. And then I'll be like, oh, shit, everyone's probably staring at me now. <laughs> and the worst part is the numbers are, are on the uptick, and everyone's just exhausted at this point. Like, mm-hmm. they're just exhausted with it. Like, I tol- totally forget why people are just like, fuck it, I want to go to a bar. I want to Like, people are just exhausted. I'm right there with them. And it's just like... But we're, this is never going to end if we don't. Yeah. We need lockdown, too. <laughs> Which people will riot over. 
I know, but <laughs> like if we just hunkered down and do it, it would uh, probably go away. <laughs> if we if the government provided us with enough goods for exactly, a month yeah. and we just literally hunkered down for a month, we'd be fine. We'd be fine. It'd be over. And that's the other frustrating part. It's like they gave us twelve hundred dollars almost a year ago. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and they're they're still fighting over it. And yeah. they're saying because the GOP is afraid Trump's going to lose, they don't want to put forth any more stimulus because they were going to push for fiscal responsibility under the Biden administration to not cool. Yeah. And I'm really pissed because I'm on unemployment because, you know, I got fired from my last job and I was getting $600 from that. And I was like actually staying afloat. I was like, okay, everything's fine. And then as soon as it went away, it's like, fuck, I make like no money now. Very frustrating. <laughs> oh, I'm right there with you. I mean, I was on. I'm on fun employment because most of my production gigs dried up. Mm-hmm. Like I have this, and I have the. As I said, I started doing Twitch in March, so technically I do make money from Amazon. <laughs> and then I have one client podcast I do weekly. Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't, I'm barely getting by on the like the little bit of unemployment I do get. Like, yeah, and then the other thing is, you know, back when the $600 was in effect, I was getting a lot of customers, too. Like, I was making a ton of money through sex work, too, because everyone had money. Right. Now, it's, like, everything suffering. Like, I'm not getting as much unemployment, and I'm not getting as many sales now because no one has money. <laughs> right. It's like, so, oh, yeah. oh, hey, putting money into the working class means it gets spent. Huh. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Because it's not Bezos buying customs off you. No, it's not. <laughs> That would be pretty tight, though. Come over to me, Bezos. <laughs> I mean, what kind, well. <laughs> what kind of rate would you charge for like someone that that rich, though? Like, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> it's like I know you can afford it. Thousand dollars for this custom. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that thousand dollars is like a penny to him it just blows my mind. <laughs> I know. Well, that, that's the crazy part of that. The episode that's out this week is with uh, Tim Woodman, who does a lot of fetish stuff. I don't know if you're familiar with Tim's work. Uh, he His handle is Pro Villain. He specializes in rope bondage and mm-hmm. villain s stuff. He was like, I want to tie... W-. He actually has railroad t- tracks to tie women to. Mm, nice. <laughs> like, that, that's his whole... And so he does customs. <laughs> and he was talking about, like, you know, dudes will drop 3000 for one of his customs. Yeah. After it's all said and done, he doesn't make three thousand on it because you know he's yeah, got an actual exactly. set and all that stuff. But it's still like the idea, like of how wealthy I would have to be to just be like, yeah, three thousand dollars for something to me for me to masturbate to. Yeah, mind boggling, <laughs> mind boggling. Like more power to Tim and the fed, you know the custom creators that can demand that kind of pricing. More power to him. I hope they can make more. But it's just. Yeah, and a lot of people say I charge too much, and I'm like, do you not have any idea how much I spend on my costumes? Because it's a lot more than I'm charging. Right. And I'm lucky if I get my money back, so. Exactly. It's like, oh, yes, this is expensive. But that movie you consume for when we could go to theaters for $20 for a ticket cost hundreds of millions to make. The only reason it's worthwhile for them to do it is because they're expecting thousands if not millions of people to watch it mm-hmm. you are you know, no, go ahead, for sorry. me like i'm not even expecting it you know i make it for me so 
the, the, no, but I'm not even that you know upset about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I saw I, you. Uh, so I, I saw in that Xbox article, you're like, I do this for me, and if people buy it, cool. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, even when I had a really nice job, I was still doing it because I just like doing it. <laughs> uh, when you're working in you know, the corporate mainstream world, were you ever worried about being discriminated against for doing sex work? No, I haven't. I, I was almost fired once. I had a girl passing my nudes around at work once. I had to go to my boss and tell her what was going on. It was very awkward. <laughs> how, old, how old did that go down? Well, nothing ever happened that was like super bad. But actually, when the, are you so asking specifically about the girl showing my nudes? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, so I went to tell my boss about it and she was like really open-minded about it. Like she didn't judge me at all. And then she was like, okay, I'll talk to the girl about it. And then the girl quit the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I think she quit out of embarrassment, so it was pretty funny for me. <laughs> well, and the funny like, thing is, <laughs> technically, what that girl did was sexually harass you. Yeah, by the and also, law. she was looking at porn at work, like completely separated from me. You, why are you look, look, not only looking but sharing porn at work? Like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> oh no! I mean, that girl was a sexual harassment suit. Yeah, waiting to happen. She was probably told quit or be fired. Well, I heard that. They said they were giving her a warning. That's what I heard. Well, that's and she, that's really dumb <laughs> on the company's part because uh, sharing sexually explicit imagery that could make a coworker uncomfortable is 100% legally sexually harassment. And if the company knew, knew about it and did not like really reprimand her for it, yeah, that they're opening themselves up to crazy liability. Hell, you could have turned around and be like, I'm suing. Well, I mean, it was Microsoft, so I don't think they were worried about it. And, I mean, big companies don't like press. True. <laughs> like, hey, Microsoft, you have a, a toxic environment that allowed sexual harassment to happen. Like, that's yeah. the headline, not, you know, slut-shaming an adult <laughs> performer that works for Microsoft. It's a culture of sexual harassment. Yeah. I more just meant they could afford to deal with it. <laughs> Hey, I mean, that's a good severance package. Yeah. <laughs> just go, you know, go on the stand like, oh, I just, she ruined my life. <laughs> it's worth this much. If you had unlimited budget, though, what would you do? Like, what kind of custom would you make if you just had, if money was not an, an object at all? Yeah, I don't think anything that different. Just, you know, better costumes, better equipment. <laughs> Like your on staff on staff costume designer, yeah, <laughs> makeup. <laughs> Plus, I would hire someone to edit my videos. So that would be nice. <laughs> well, if you ever need an editor, I do that. Editing videos, it sucks. <laughs> well, and that's mostly I hate hearing my own voice. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it takes getting used to. Like, I mm -hmm. I do all the post work on this, and it's like yeah, <laughs> two hundred plus episodes of hours of my own voice. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> part of what you got to do these days, unfortunately. And it's so funny because I used to edit completely differently. Like I would just scroll through, see if I went like this at any point and then cut those areas, of course. But then one time I didn't see it and I messed it up. Oops. So at one point you could see me like checking my phone and I had already uploaded it. Oops. And I was like, I'm going to leave it, whatever. I don't care. But now I sit there and watch the entire thing. You're like, okay, just got to frame by frame by frame by frame yeah. by frame. 
it's important to have quality work unless you're going for something that is like that super amateur thing where yeah. it's like which is what i used to do definitely like i used to record on the, like the webcam on my computer really low budget shit it's so funny too because often low budget stuff is what people are gravitated towards well like my best-selling video is a phone video <laughs> well it makes sense because like if they're looking for a false sense of intimacy like they could pretend to themselves like oh my god she just texted me this yeah. Like, she took this from me on her phone and texted this to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a, a lot of the times I feel dudes are looking for porn that they're not just going to get off to, that they like they feel some connection with. And that's why you end up with some fucking porn weirdo sometimes. Because <laughs> they have blown too many nuts to you and think they know you all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the other thing. Like, people like my cosplays and stuff because, you know, we can bond over games and things like that. Music and stuff like that. <laughs> And that's important. That's fucking important. Like, it's what helps you stand apart from the crowd. Because in 2020, especially with a lot of large productions not happening, everyone's a self-content producer that's trying to make it at this point. Yeah. You got to do something that makes you stand out and something that, like, oh, okay, cool. That That's different than, you know, that blonde, big-titted girl, you know, masturbating. Or that blonde, big-titted girl masturbating. Or the... So on and so forth. The landscape is like completely different than when I started. Like, <laughs> so bizarre being in it this long and watching everything change before your eyes. <laughs> oh, believe me, I, I've been in since 2010. And yeah, 2012. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I got in, the people, I, you know, I started off as doing PA work and roadieing for people that did feature gigs. And the people I worked with, like, the tube sites with the devil, like, absolute porn hub, like, the idea oh, of yeah. someone wearing like a Pornhub Letterman jacket? Like, <laughs> no, the, those are yeah. fucking thieves. That that's a, no fuck them. Like they're stealing your cut. Con- and now it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna do you know, Pornhub radio or <laughs> rock my yeah. Pornhub Letterman jacket. Like like because this it is how many very fuck- weird watching that actually happen in real time too. Because yeah. you know I was part of the group of people like fuck Pornhub, fuck them, I hate them. And then I watched my friends be like. Uh, you know when the model hub or whatever came out yep. where you uploaded your stuff and got paid a lot of them were like still mad about it they were like why would i give you my content when you've been stealing it from me for years and then slowly i watched all the people who said that start uploading their content 100% <laughs> Just, like, completely shifted <laughs> yeah no i watched that shift happen in real time too and like yeah. i was such a dinosaur at times like i've talked shit about the tube sites on air in within the last couple of years and people mm-hmm. were like what are you doing yeah I mean, I still do too. <laughs> like, what do you specifically mind geek as a whole? You know, because yeah. they control all of it. <laughs> they do, and the funny part is, like, I have friends that work for Mind Geek at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm not trying to fuck with your paycheck, man, but you know, you don't oh, work. You. <laughs> like, you don't work for the most moral company in the world. You know, I have the same problem because I started on Suicide Girls, and I talk shit about them all the time. And then I have friends who are on there still, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> I feel like that is super common with Suicide Girls, though. I know very few people that were Suicide Girls for any length of time that are like, yeah, Suicide Girls. Most of the people I knew back then are not on there anymore. Even the really big popular girls aren't on there anymore. <laughs> yeah. For all the same reasons I left. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much everybody I know who was a Suicide Girl. Like, I, mm-hmm. They're just like, it was a scam. It was... 
bad yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah. They're just literally ripping off your content. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't own it anymore. It's not yours. Just shitty. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's a model that works for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, though, I don't think it's working that well for them anymore because I'm pretty sure my free camps bought them. <laughs> well, I mean, that means they got paid out. So true. And mm-hmm. how long? I mean, how long was a primarily stills website going to maintain in this day and age, anyways? Exactly. I'm I'm surprised it's still there to be honest. Because <laughs> like I went to God's Girls and that site's gone now. Well, and, but that's all branding. Like Suicide yeah. Girls is a well-known brand. Mm-hmm. But I just have to wonder if they're running it at a loss, you know? I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're running it as a loss. And there's probably plenty of MFC at branding advertisement all over it if MFC bought them. So they're yeah. just trying to get people to go to Suicide Girls to click through to go MFC, especially because I'm sure anyone who's still on Suicide Girls is on MFC or Streammates. Yeah, I, actually, I actually watched that happen in real time, too. It was very infuriating for me because when i was on suicide girls it was extremely horrophobic believe it or not oh, and I know. a lot of them i'm not a sex worker i just take beautiful artistic nudes so i i, I was insulted by them sometimes because i was camming and stuff and then a lot of the people who insulted me for camming are now cam models because mfc bought them and i'm like wow look how that worked out <laughs> oh yeah I, I mean um because a lot of my people i worked with when i first got in the industry were burning angel people so a lot of people came from okay. <laughs> came from suicide girls over to ba and that's where I heard a lot of the suicide girl horror stories and <laughs> it was, yeah, it's just like, Oh no, no, no. this is where you actually want to be. Not mm-hmm. <laughs> we love horrors over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll actually pay you. <laughs> we will actually fucking pay you. <laughs> and we'll not just steal your content. Um, and Oh my God. I don't know if you know this, but, a staff photographer for Suicide Girls costs as much as they pay you. Not surprising. So if you ever want to become an actual Suicide Girl, you're going to end up spending as much as they're going to pay you. (laughs) And they're like, oh, no, but if you're a Suicide Girl, you get photo shoots for free. But a lot of people who become Suicide Girls and then get photo shoots for free never get paid again. (laughs) So it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah. We might be in a, in a slightly exploitive industry, unfortunately. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and then, of course, there's all the transphobia and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally had a trans friend apply, get past the first stage, and they found out she had a penis. And they were like, after you've had the surgery, you can apply again. It's like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> so disgusting. Yeah, it's like, this is a business. Will you make money off this person? Then you should yeah. take them. Like if they and made, they, were, they were, were fucking huge. Like they had like two hundred thousand Twitter followers. Yeah, like they definitely would have made the money. <laughs> right, like that 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 makes no sense to me. Like, yeah, you're gonna make money here. Why? Why do you mm-hmm. care? Like you may yeah. attract some new audience too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, humans are slow to adapt. But that's part of the reason I love God's Girls is they were really inclusive. You know, I was on there as a non-binary person. No one cared. I had trans friends with penises on there. No one cared. (laughs) And I'm sad because I miss it. (laughs) So sad. That that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Just a completely different time back then when sites like that made money. (laughs) Yeah. 
this day and age, it's about interaction and mm-hmm. name of the game. The internet is constantly changing things, and yeah, we have to adapt. <laughs> yeah, you have to adapt, or you will die. Yeah, this- like if I had never joined OnlyFans, I think I would not be making any money right now. <laughs> and unfortunately, OnlyFans has got its own problems. Oh yeah. I mean, they all do, so... <laughs> they do. It's just the fact that, like, the whole Bella Thorne fucking up everyone's oh, payment know. situation. <laughs> so biz. For fuck's sake. And <laughs> the worst part about it is, like, that may not have even ended up being OnlyFans' decision. It may have been whoever does their billing who forced them to yeah. do that. But, mm-hmm. but it still fucks so many uh, people I- that... I'm frustrated with Bella Thorne more than anything because, you know, she was like, I'm going to talk to OnlyFans, guys. Don't worry. And then, of course, a day later, she's just promoting her new book and you never hear about it again. Yeah. Like, it's clear that you were just using this for some clout. (laughs) 100%. And she doesn't even need it. I know. That's why it's so annoying. (laughs) Like, you you don't need to say relevant. Like, you are relevant. (laughs) Don't. Just go make a Patreon, damn. (laughs) Right. Make make a fucking Patreon. Just do stuff on social media. Like, you don't need the money. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're rocking an MC Hammer-esque entourage, you don't need the money. <laughs> and, you know, to any celebrity out there, don't run an MC Hammer-esque entourage. You don't need 20 yes-men. <laughs> it's bad business. But it is about that time. Believe it or not, we have gone over two hours already. Nice. <laughs> Didn't feel like it. Oh, that, that's the goal. That is the goal of this shit. <laughs> so it is last call on this motherfucker. Where can they find all your things, the music, the porn, the all of it? Um, I, if you go to my allmylinks.com backslash spcult, E-S-P-I-K-V-L-T, <laughs> you'll find all my links. Awesome. There's so much music. There, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I have a link tree with all my band stuff, if that's specifically what you're interested in, too. If you just go to my link tree backslash spcult again, yeah. you'll find all my music. If you don't want to see his tits, I just want <laughs> yeah. to see music. Um, to be fair, I have done some nude photo shoots for my band stuff too, but. <laughs> okay, we'll just listen like this and. Uh, there, whether you like it or not. <laughs> if, if you're offended by tits, which I don't know if you'd be listening to the show if you were, but. <laughs> probably just avoid me. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're a gem. There's no reason to avoid you. Thanks. <laughs> it's been a fucking pleasure. And as always, everybody, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer for the, the video game bullshit. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers.